0: It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. Well, hello everybody. I'm Andy Gallo, and I'm CJ, and welcome to our anniversary show. This is one year for the big show.
1: I'm excited. I, I, this has been such a a blessing to me. I have loved uh, I've loved every episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I started uh, after f- four or five of them, I think.
0: Hey, you came on an episode number six. When right. I, and when we in uh, that particular episode, we didn't have a guest. We I brought you on, and we just did some stories from CJ. Yeah, which was just a lot of fun. We we did a lot of fun shows like that, though, where we you just you and I. And of course, the big show's all about everything country and things that maybe aren't so country. We've talked about country music, country food, country lifestyles. But our podcast
1: often has um, uh, a musical format mm-hmm, most of time. Entertainers, singers, mm-hmm. musicians, yep. uh, and drummers. I guess a drummer is a, a musician. He is. Yeah, <laughs> it just he makes noise <laughs> behind a song. Anyway, we've had we've had
0: several drummers. We've had several drummers.
1: Uh, but then we've had people who were involved in other aspects. We've had mm-hmm. some. Uh, you were a DJ. I was, and
0: we've had some other DJs. We did had a good buddy of mine from KSBJ. Yes, uh, in Houston, Texas. Uh, Bill Ingram was with us one time. Yes, and we just talked about a whole lot of different things with Bill, and and that was a that was a great
1: uh, podcast. I've enjoyed all of mm-hmm. them, uh, mm-hmm. and we've had some, uh, like you said, we've had uh, some. Uh, podcast about country foods and mm-hmm. country people country sayings the uh the end of the first year i uh, hope it uh, is just um, a marking place for uh many other opportunities to come yeah
0: i believe so well you know what let's start it off here we've got uh on episodes one through four Episode one, I had Doug Boggs on. This is before you joined me. And Doug talks a little bit about his first time on the Grand Ole Opry. I believe he was around 16 years old. And then I've also got uh, Rick Stansel, who who joined me. Him and his wife joined us later on in another episode. Episode number three, uh, before you got here also, was Branded, their Country Gospel Duo. Robert William Welch and uh, Paul Staggs, talking about writing songs, and and they're going to sing a song, too, that they wrote. Also, there's another guy on here. on You may know him, Jamie Sloan. Yes. I- yeah, and he's going to be talking about his identity crisis
2: with all of his names.
1: That, yes, that I think he was trying to avoid the IRS. Yes.
2: He was one of the best, and so I learned from one of the best. Mm-hmm. And then going to Nashville on, when I was out of high school on summer break, and I went to Nashville, and I'm my first time there. Met Bud Charlton, who played steel with uh, the Texas Troubadours, mm-hmm. and he said, "You want to go backstage?" Well, I said, well, "Who's going to say no?"
0: Right? Oh yeah, <laughs> so
2: absolutely. I walked in, and they had a drum kit on stage that night, and the staff drummer, Harold Harold Wheatley, he said, uh, looked at me, and I don't know if he was mad at jumping Bill Carlisle, or if it was a, <laughs> he, lost, he lost a bet or whatever, <laughs> but he said, "Look at me," and said, "Hey boy," and I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. He said, "You a drummer?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, you're up." I went, oh, I sound like Porky Pig when today I did Yeah, really. And he said, uh, uh you know Bill Carlisle's song?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Play." So I sat down and played, uh, moving, just kept time through the song. That's right. all I had to do
3: anyway.
4: One thing I learned a long time ago. Uh, the the band was, uh, which was great guys, and they were very, very tough on me. I was kind of the new guy back in the early 90s in the band. They'd been playing for a long time, and I'd come to a gig. It's like, man, I'm not going to be able to sing as many songs as you tonight, man. And it's like, yeah, you are, man. We ain't singing none. So, you know, sore throat or not, you know, they make you
5: keep, uh, just get up there and play. And
4: and, you why don't you play something for us? Uh... This song's not meant to cure the blues. Instruct the wise educate the fools. Ain't no pickup trucks or trains or love gone wrong. This is just a damn good drinking song. So pop a top again. Sing along with me. I'll pour it out and drink it in. Let your troubles be. Ain't no faded lover lonesome all night long. This is just a dance. Uh,
6: there's one song that took me three years to write. Wow. And uh, there's one I'd worked on recently, and it's. Sometimes you need a little bit of distance between the event, especially if it's a real personal event, mm-hmm. you need a little time, a little space to get from it. Mm-hmm. But some of them happen like that. You're traveling along, you right. get a line, you, you ride them when they come, right. and sometimes they don't come. Right.
1: 2007, we had some friends of ours that were doing some chuck wagon cooking for, uh, Brooke Army Medical Center. Mm-hmm. They did it for, uh, the troops were coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq and, uh. They wanted us to come out and play, so we said, sure. We knew some of those guys, and so we tried to write for a couple of months and could not come up with a thing, so we were gonna fall back on an old song we'd written, and uh, that morning we were leaving, Paul woke up in the morning and wrote this song. This is a song called Heroes.
6: No moment in the spotlight No ticker tape parade No thank you son for what you've done The sacrifice you've made Nobody really understands What goes on over there We stand up and applaud when someone makes a double play Or when somebody stands and sings God bless the USA But when Johnny comes a marching home No one seems to care He All of them are heroes, from those who hold the line to the ones they've left behind to carry on.
1: What I was known as in the in the bluegrass world, so on social media or or whatever, why if somebody calls me Jamie, I know it's a... Probably like a bluegrass connection or a long-time family connection. Mm-hmm. Mama gave me that nickname when I was just real little. That's right. But um, Leslie, my daughter, stuck that moniker on me about country Jim, and um, I wasn't really uh, happy with that so much, but uh, it just stuck, and so I've lived with it. Um, I really, I really couldn't pick out. Uh, I sometimes say my favorite is what I'm playing at the time mm-hmm. um, I think my voice is is maybe more suited for bluegrass than it is country although there were some great country singers that had a kind of a raspy voice Hank, mm-hmm. Hank Williams and and so forth right yeah but um, I, I I love having a, a country dance band I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but
0: uh, I've played bluegrass. Man, who is that guy anyway? That was good. I like that. Well, you know, we had some other people on the episode as well. Uh, we had, uh, let me see, Mary McCoy was with us. Yes. Uh, Mary, by the way, just got inducted. Uh, I say inducted, maybe that's not the right word. Anyway, she's now in the Guinness Book of World Records. She is, she is just made the Guinness Book of World Records as the longest tenured female radio disc jockey that's wonderful yeah that's pretty cool isn't it
1: i guess when i was on the radio with her and you that would have been in the 90s
0: mm-hmm. it would have been 95 96 maybe 94 even also on the show we had uh claude woolley claude is man that guy's talented and uh plays the bass And wrote some songs, quite a few songs. We actually played uh, some of them. uh, Yeah,
1: Baby I'm Sorry was a pretty big regional hit. uh,
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yep. That
1: Claude wrote about Mm -hmm. a a, a real experience where he had to say to
0: his sweetie, Mm -hmm. he was sorry. He was sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I think he told us that story. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Also, a guy by the name of Caleb Lindley. You may know him. I do. Yeah, that's... uh, uh, Country Jim's grandson. Yes. Uh, plays uh, steel guitar. I guess he plays banjo, too. I've seen him play banjo. And yes. He's pretty much like his daddy. Yes. He can play anything that he put, he put in his lap. You know? Yes. Uh, we had Liz Tally on the show. That was something that we went out to, uh, uh, where was that, the track uh, shack, I guess it was. Yes. And uh, interviewed her and talked yes. with her a little bit. Uh, we had Kevin Carter. And want to thank old Kevin because we went to his house and he fed us that night. Yes, and uh, what did we have? Pork. pork uh, yeah, it was good. We had a, a pork uh, a shoulder or something. Pork shoulder. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It was good, and some hot peppers. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and a good friend of yours. I uh, got to meet Joy Azell. Yes, talked Who? to her today. Did you? Okay, and she, uh, I think she she works, uh, or she actually manages the Sleep at the Wheel uh, fan page or something like that. Is yes. that correct? Would that be correct?
1: For someone who is not a uh, a musician joy, joy ezel uh, knows more people uh and is is uh recognized by more i think i told a story on that um cast uh, podcast about the fact that uh we went to uh, see this band mm-hmm. and uh, the band i've known that band for uh <clears throat> For uh, the two tons of steel is a oh, very yeah. popular rockabilly mm-hmm. ty- type type mm-hmm. of band, mm-hmm. and I've known them. I've known Kevin, the band band leader. Just I mean, he wouldn't necessarily recognize me, but we were sitting out in the audience, Joy and I were, and, and uh, Kevin saw both of us sitting back there, and Kevin didn't say hi, country Jim, how you doing? He said hello, Joy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that happened to you as well with. Uh Somebody else, uh, who was it, that you were sitting in a restaurant up in Tennessee or Kentucky oh, or uh, something? What was, what was the deal on that now?
1: Actually, we were sitting there with Bill Monroe the Bluegrass.
0: Oh, it was the other way around. Yeah, it was okay. the other way yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. And
1: <laughs> Bill had on his cowboy hat and his western suit, and, and this woman came up, and she said, Aren't you Jim Sloan? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a good one. Well, also on the show, we had uh, Wayne Animal Turner, who played with Hank Jr., and uh, that was episode number seven. And then uh, uh, somebody else that you're probably familiar with, Leslie Sloan, uh, yes. was on the, uh, on the uh, big show. Uh, she talks about learning to play the violin slash fiddle. Yes. Because she was, as she'll talk about, classically trained. Yes. So that, that's interesting. That's coming up. Also, we've got uh, Tony Booth was on the show, which I, that tickled me pink. I was um, big and have always been a big Tony Booth fan um from gosh i don't know back in the 70s keys in the mailbox cinderella yes you know all those songs down on down on the corner i think it is or something like that so yeah big stuff there and then uh also uh a good friend of yours and now a good friend of mine mr barry pollack yes uh is also the, that was episode number 26 and barry tells a funny story and he'll tell it here on when we're about to play it, but he'll tell the funny story of bailing Linda Ronstadt and band out of jail. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and we'll play that now for everybody.
7: Here we go. It's like a cross between the French Foreign Legion and a fraternity party. I learned stuff out there on the road. I mean, the good, good stuff, too. Uh, musical stuff. I was being out there. I was exposed to everybody I had ever heard when I was a kid listening to the records and headphones on for hours when everybody else was driving around the burger joint after school. I was holed up in my room with headphones on listening to everybody play. And now I'm out there walking around with them backstage somewhere, whatever. Right, yeah. And it's just hard to, it's hard to switch the gears and realize that they're just doing the same thing you're doing. It's their job, and that's what they do, you know, But they're really good at it. Now you're out there among them.
8: Actually, I started playing on a little Cracker Jack box. It was a Cracker Jack box attached to a ruler. I think our teacher gave it to us. I studied, uh, studied classically, um, learning the Suzuki method. and um, But growing up, my whole family played bluegrass music, and uh, so that was just kind of something that was always in my head and ears. And uh, I learned all that by ear. So I was simultaneously learning classical and bluegrass and country all at the same time.
7: Well, I, I left uh, Albuquerque where I was playing and the, the band leader, Jimmy Snyder, had roots in California. And so we didn't stay long until he wanted to get back out there and where the action was. Uh-huh. So we wound up in a club in, in Sacramento and one of Buck Owens uh, reps come out to the club. His name was Dusty Rhodes and, and he come out to hear Jimmy cause Jimmy was a fabulous singer, but he could sing anything from Roy Acuff to Johnny Mathis and did, hmm. but he happened to be doing Johnny Mathis and that Tony Bennett and stuff the night that Dusty walked in and I was singing Ray Price and, and Buck Owens and stuff. Yeah. So he took a liking to me and, we laid down a couple of tracks, and Buck listened to him, and he said, let's sign him up.
5: I was approached and, uh, to go to work for Capital, And so somebody had told me that they were getting ready to have their national convention in Honolulu. So <laughs> I got to fly to Hawaii, stayed there for two weeks at wow. the Ilikai Hotel. I'm laying by the pool. And this guy comes up, and he goes, I know you don't know who I am. My name is such-and-such, such-and-such, and I'm the executive vice president of Capitol, and I know you're coming to work for us. So he pulls out this roll of money. I mean, it could choke a horse. Well, I ended up counting it, and there was $14,000. And it, he gives it to me, and he says, you got to go down to the Honolulu jail and bail Linda her Band out of jail. <laughs> wow. I went, what? And he says, yep, she got busted this morning. They bought stolen tickets, hot tickets, to fly over there from L.A. So I went down there and bailed (laughs) Lynn That The next Saturday night, they had a big concert there at the hotel, and all these bands were playing. They had country bands. They had pop. So she got up on stage, and she said, before I do my first song, I want to thank somebody, a very important man here at Capitol Records. Mr. Barry Pollock. That is so
0: funny. Some other people we had on the show. We had Don Martinez from Raisin Cane Band. He was he was on here with us. Uh, Jeff Wolsey, the Dance King Man,
1: doing classic country, you know Ray Price, etc. Johnny it's, Bush. Yeah. Uh, it's a gr- it's a great band, and that's what they played. They played dance halls. They mm. they rarely play anything mm. else, right? Other than dance yeah. halls.
0: Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. And uh, let me see here. We had Greg Surrey on here. Um, Greg had a great story to tell. Uh, his uh, yes. Four tar- years sober. Yep. His turnaround from that. And um, Debbie Glenn, who uh, is the owner of Red Brick Tavern, where you play every Sunday. She also is uh, quite... Uh, quite a song uh, I think she wrote some songs is that correct the one she sang for us I don't remember now but um.
1: yes she has a band called Southern Disposition that, mm-hmm. that I uh, I make fun of by calling it something like Southern Imposition or, or <laughs> whatever but it's very it's a very good band and she uh, she plays a lot uh, regionally, and and she's really been a, a a blessing to me with playing in
0: her her club
1: downtown Conroe.
0: Yeah. Also, we had the pleasure of having A. V. Middlestead on here. I met him a long time ago, back in the '70s, actually, there in uh, at the studio in Houston. Um, Sound Soundmaster. Soundmasters, yeah. But that was a long, long time ago. Jody Cameron was with us. Still guitar player. He plays in that Jeff Woolsey band. He does. You're right. Absolutely. Forgot about that. Oh, so does, and we mentioned earlier, Kevin Carter. Carter is the fiddle player. Yeah, Kevin also plays with with that. Uh, Jim Black, piano pounder for sure. Yes, and I believe he was also a DJ back then. He was. He worked at uh, KIKK. Yes. For those in the Houston area that remember that, remember those call letters, they're no longer around. Mark Zeus. Who you, Who great uh, songwriter and um, uh, vocalist, yes. and, and plays a pretty mean guitar.
1: Yes, he's from uh, the <laughs> south side of Chicago. Uh, Zeus is a stage name, his real name is Zeus Kowski or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And man, he does uh, folk, folk rock, uh, John Prine songs, mm-hmm. and uh, he's written some. Uh, of his own folk. He's really a fine artist. He and I do a lot of duos where he does the classy folk stuff and I do Mm -hmm. the hillbilly country stuff.
0: Yeah. He's good. He's good. Tommy Reed was on the show. Tommy is uh, the owner of the Alvin Opry. Tommy has a band. He plays bass. Sam Sadler was with us. Sam, a videographer, is yeah. one of his many uh, things that he does.
1: Yes, on YouTube, he mm. has a uh, channel. Is that mm. what you say about uh, that? Yeah, I would. And a very, very successful, lots of uh, listeners on that. Mm-hmm. I-, I like the fact that... Uh, we have had uh, people from all these different aspects of, of music. Yep. Uh, I mentioned that earlier, and mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought about Sam, mm-hmm. that uh, all he does is go and re- makes live recordings at mm-hmm.
0: concerts. And very interesting uh, gentleman to talk to. And as we're moving on, episode number 36 was with Amber Digby. Amber's going to talk about growing up in a musical family. And then, of course, she's going to sing a, a portion of a song that she wrote with Vince Gill. Yes, and the dynamite song uh randy lindley is going to be talking about his first instrument that he ever played pick
1: Uh you know a thing i would add about uh amber and that yeah, and that sure. song that uh, she wrote with vince gill and of course they're they're uh, been very good friends but uh she recorded that song on a recording project that she did but Vince also recorded it on a project and, that yeah. he did.
0: And then uh, episode forty-one was with a guy that would just kept on talking. Johnny Riley was with us, and he is so talented. Uh, he talks about his the first song that he ever played on the guitar, and uh, talks about his daddy just a little bit as well.
1: You know, that's a there, there's a contrast here. I talked about my. Uh, relationship, friendship with Bill Monroe, the father of Bluegrass music. Yeah. And Bill Monroe had what I call a negative stage presence. There was no real comments or elaboration, no funny stories, uh, negative stage presence.
0: Right. And, right.
1: Ri- and Riley is an entertainer. Positive. Yeah. And he he spends time in his uh, show, uh, doing entertainment and and talking about himself and talking about music and uh, uh, that's uh
0: let's go ahead and start that off with amber right. digby
8: my parents were both in the music business they they both ended up in nashville in the 60s in the industry and uh, my dad is a professional bass player and so that's what brought him to town and um my mom and her sister and her brothers, all musicians, singers, songwriters. So everybody kind of just converged on Nashville in the 60s. I came along a lot later. <laughs> but, um, but that's where my mom and dad met. Was um, Actually, her sister introduced my dad to my mom because they were both working for Charlie Leuven at the time. Well, you're going to sing a song for us, right? This is a song that I wrote with um, Vince Gill, who's become a good friend of mine, mentor and um, he had the initial just idea or hook for the song and we got together and and sat down and wrote it. One more thing I wish I'd said. Okay. So many nights i let you share my bed But no You left on my pillow I never read. Losing you will haunt me Till I'm dead Still I search for one more thing I wish I'd said
9: I had the Texas side, you know, there. And then my mother and her family, they're all from eastern Kentucky, Harlan County. And so I kind of had two sides. Uh, both both families were musical. I had fam- a family that played on both sides. Um, actually, technically, the first instrument I picked up in first grade, and I don't know why my mother and father had one, uh, but there was an auto harp in the house, and I had started messing around with that and playing that and I entered a I entered the talent contest at my elementary school in first grade and I won first place <laughs> playing the auto heart and I think after that that was the last time I played it I uh, I started at, I think I was 11 12 years old that uh the mandolin was actually the first instrument I was drawn to and dad had some cheap one there laying around and I figured out myself how to learn chords
5: I think the first one i ever had was a was an old beat up it was it was one of those uh nylon string uh, uh willie
0: nelson type guitar there was two of them and i think my my uncle had give it to me and my first song i learned how to play raunchy and my father i found out when he was young was a rogue he was a wild man but he got religion and got jesus and got saved and of course, I was listening to Jerry Reed albums and Jimmy Reed and all this because that was all my mom stuff. And he'd go, "Jerry, that boy's gonna end up playing in the beer joints. My God, he's gonna go to hell." But I just, I kept playing, you know, and kept listening and playing. And of course, my dad died back in two thousand fourteen. He told me, he "said Boy, ain't nothing wrong with what you're doing. Go play your music. Just remember who you are." Um, he, they was. I, I tell people I was raised in Pentecost. That's why I'm a Baptist. <laughs> 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 that was yeah. some good stuff there. Some of the people that were on the uh, the podcast, Mike Baxter. We've had Mike on twice, actually. Yes. Mike, of course, is Texas Festival and Tourism Consulting. And so he kind of organizes a lot of the events that you might go to here in Texas or even, I guess, out of the state, too. He does one with his brother up around Georgia. Is that correct? That's right. Around Atlanta. Around Atlanta. So Keith Juneau uh, was with us, fiddle player and
1: um yes he had uh, he had uh, a serious bout with cancer and uh some very difficult uh, typical cancer treatment to mm-hmm. go through yep. and um uh, he's really recovered from that he's back to playing it it was it involved his he was really one of my favorite singers also had a rich voice and uh you know he's struggling to get even a talking voice back mm-hmm. yep. but uh yep they had a benefit for him there. There were 50 or 60 musicians showed up at the benefit and, uh, he's, he's
0: really a, a fine man. Yeah. Uplifting, very uplifting guy. Ed Collins was with us. Uh, Ed, uh, is a photographer by the way. Yes. And, uh, I would say a photographer of the country stars.
1: Yes. So. Uh, <clears throat> he did that. He did that. Uh, they would, uh, want somebody to do a photo shoot for them. And, uh, And he's done video, video work. Yep, he's done. He's done some little um, movies that I've been in, time time or
0: two. I actually watched one of them that you were. I don't know if you were in the one that I watched or not. It was about the uh, the ghost. The the ghost. Was you in in that one? I was just in the uh, uh, musical score. Three more of our guests: Howlin' Howie impersonates Ray Charles and Willie Nelson. Uh, Then Dennis Digby. Amber's dad joined us uh, for actually two episodes. And on this one, he talks a little about working uh, with uh, Mel Tillis. Then uh, just recently, not long ago, we had Anita Campbell on the show. And uh, she talked uh, a whole lot about Glenn Campbell. But uh, in this particular cut, she talks about Glenn just a little bit. But mainly she talks about her dad. Who taught Glenn to play. That's right.
4: (laughs) The... um... Sincere proud for me. Threw her arms around me, whispered God will keep us free. They could hear the rider's coming. He said this is my last fight. Said, take me back to Texas. They won't take me back to life. She reached down and picked the gun up, and that lay smoking in his hand. She said, Father, please forgive me, I can't make it without my man. And she knew the gun was empty, and she knew she couldn't win. Her final prayer was answered, rifles fired again. Go help me, children. There were seven Spanish angels at the altar, the altar of the sun. Oh, I believe they were praying for the love of it yeah, Was in the valley of the gun. <laughs> well, well, well. When the battle stopped and the smoke lit there was thunder, thunder from the throne. Oh, yeah. Seven Spanish angels. Another. Eight. Took home.
3: A guy named Smiley Wilson Who lived in Nashville It worked for Hayes Jones Talent Agency A, a booking agency that booked Ernest Tubb And and uh, Bobby Bear And a guy named Mel Tillis It just had one album out and He'd always done writing and so he was trying to put a band together and so we wound up i wound up traveling with mel for when i was about 16 him doing dates and stuff and that was kind of where my connections started so way for stateside he had one album out had had one white rhinestone suit and one pair of White boots. <laughs> 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 Sit on the side of the bed and polished them every day. Oh, wow. That's oh, he was, great. Yeah. he was great. He was great. Yeah. Just full of energy as anybody mm-hmm. could be. And he'd already been. A, he'd always been a songwriter to that point, mm-hmm. well-known. Already had a lot of big songs, as you well know. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he was, you know, he was gr- great to work for. And it was a big training platform for me, making the step up from being a local guy and
10: Well, you know, my dad taught Glenn how to play the guitar. Um, He started teaching Glenn when Glenn was five years old. Wow. And he taught him about 12 years. And then, you know, Glenn went to do what Glenn did. (laughs) But he had a really good start there. Um, My dad was pretty much the famous Campbell of the family until Glenn came along. He was a big studio musician at the time here in Houston. You know, everyone used him on their record. Like with Mundo with Irwood. Oh, okay. He played for him and some, some of the others. You know, he was good friends with Gene Watson's band, all yeah. their members. Right? When they would come to town, you know, he was gone because he was over there jamming with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I hear, oh, Gene Watson's band's in town. So he had good friends with them, I know.
0: Man, what a great interview. Anita that, Campbell, and that was something else there. Uh, just a few more folks there were uh, on the big show. Uh, Buck Sloan, who we had the pleasure. Buck, ninety nine, I guess, maybe a hundred now. I don't know when his birthday is. <laughs> When we had him on, he was 98, so... Was he 98? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so he's maybe, not, maybe uh, 99. Okay.
1: I need to yeah. try to research yeah. and find out. Yeah, uh,
0: so, but it's the... Uh, when is his birthday? The, 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 the Buckshot Jamboree. That's right. Uh, was that off of Highway 90 over there? That's somewhere? Right. Somewhere over there.
1: I think they yeah. have a country music show every Saturday night.
0: They do. And it's just, I mean, it's full of talent, believe me.
1: And he plays fiddle and guitar. He gets up on stage without any help. Uh oh, man, you know, years ago I went to Canton, Texas. Uh, we were in a festival up there, and uh, Governor Jimmy Davis, who was the governor of Louisiana for two different terms, mm-hmm. he uh, he wrote, You Are My Sunshine, he et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was able to get up on stage at 98. Wow, uh, but as I remember, I think he needed some assistance, but man, Buck right. is.
0: Is, he did it all by himself. Got a
1: mobility. He yeah. just recently went he was in World War II, mm-hmm. and he recently went over there to uh
0: he Normandy. Also want to thank uh, a good friend of mine Tim Bird for being on the show. Uh, we were doing a thing there about country pastors. Um, Tim is definitely a country pastor and a great one, a great guy, great friend, great pastor, and uh, also John Matlock. Yes, he's one of the few. Most of
1: our artists uh, just play by ear, and uh, he was one of the few that we've had that could uh, read read music. He did and, read music, yeah. and
0: uh, could, Yeah. Uh, also, Chip Nall was with us. Chip talked about a lot of the old dance halls that were in the Houston area. We are historical and sometimes
1: hysterical,
0: <laughs> <laughs> mainly hysterical. <laughs>
1: but uh, <laughs> we we both really are. We we really uh, love uh, to learn about the way things were, mm-hmm. yeah, and to see yeah. the roots and the origin yeah. of. Uh, music and, and a lot of different uh, a lot of different things
0: Which I enjoy talking about yesteryear yes you know and yes. reminiscing a little bit about what was and uh, just venues that people would play you know the music business
1: uh, I used to recommend to women if they were looking for a husband mm-hmm. that they might consider getting a um, history teacher or an antique dealer. <laughs> Because that way, the older they got, the more interested he'd be in them. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's that's about us, about uh, learning about the past. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And And we love uh, to do that, for sure. Yeah. Well, it has been a great show, an anniversary show, our first year. Uh, Looking forward to another great year. And where can they find us? They can find us on a lot of podcasting platforms. Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and just a whole bunch more. Remember, you can support the podcast. When you go to listen to it, you'll see a link below there that will send you to a place that if you would like to donate, you can do that. And just remember when you're uh, listening to it, after you get through listening to it, just remember to share it. With all of your friends out there. Absolutely. So, folks, we will see y'all on another one. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo
5: and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.